You build the room around that. That's How the in the world point. do you build a room around a bull scrotum? Well, you, I think we found the podcast title. <laughs> um, How do you build a room? That's our intro. <laughs> Welcome to Honesty Policy, Episode 2. I'm Patrick. And I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast about honest things. Whatever we are obsessed with, you will get our honest thoughts. And so let's begin. This week is Valentine's Day week. Did right. you say Valentine's Day? No, it's Valentine's well, Day week. Well, the whole week isn't Valentine's It's Day. a love week is basically what the world is telling us. We're supposed to be thinking of all things love. And so today... We are going to share our love story in our own words, which you'll enjoy hearing from the two of us, how we share our story and how we came together. Do you want to be the first one to talk and share parts of our story? Yes, desperately. In a long, desolate world where you were all alone. You know how the movie... bright light came into your world named Sarah. You know how the movie starts in black and white? (laughs) Oh, and I brought color? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. perfect. Okay. Okay, I'm done. Your turn. No, no, no. You have to share more about how much you love me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought that pretty much summed it up. Well, it does, but our listeners here want to hear every juicy detail. <laughs> they're saying, Patrick, please. We need more, more. talk of how much you love Sarah. That's yeah, what they're saying. Yeah, that's what the... Oh, hey, I looked. We're up to like 21 or 22 downloads so far. We are so excited. So... <clears throat> Thank you to everybody who listened, but also uh, we can now say we have tens of listeners. Ooh, tens. I mean, there are people who don't have that, so... That's true. Yeah, I'm tens excited. Tens of listeners. In all honesty, I know we're laughing about some of these stuff. We are really excited that you guys are listening, and we love... We've gotten several comments or texts going, yes. hey, when's the next episode? And that makes me very, very happy. So we thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Absolutely. Okay, our love story. So uh, I was serving in a church in Georgia, and I had gone through a divorce and had a very difficult time. And I had my dog, and I would go to work, I would come home, I would go on a run with my dog, and would come back and turn on the TV. And that That was his world. That basically was my world. And I was happy. No drama, (laughs) no stress. Uh, just doing my thing, perfectly happy. And then I came in and rocked your world. Okay. Well, I mean, yes, but we're not there yet. That's right. You this, don't... Is, this is true in our relationship. You all will find, if you, anyone who knows us, I interrupt Patrick in his storytelling all the time because I think he takes longer than I would prefer to build up a story. Oh, oh that's the... You listen to you pulling so, your punches there. I, I'm, you I'm, think, I'm, what do you think I, <laughs> what do you think I do? Tell me what you, you think just, I do. You pace yourself at a slower rate than what I would want in the storytelling. Not that I want to splurge your story, but just I... I, I Goose it to move along may, a little maybe faster? Just, maybe, maybe just a little bit. But I, this is you telling the story, so you tell. Sorry, I interrupted. Well, I... I, I was giving them a good example of how, <laughs> how we do our relationship. Sorry! Okay. Buttoning my mouth. For the next second or two. 
<laughs> I'm just waiting to see. I know. You're looking at me with bated breath waiting for the next. So they've already lost track. They don't even know what we're talking about. Sure. Back to our story. I apologize. Okay. So uh, my best friend uh, was at a seminary in Richmond, Virginia. I was in Georgia. And he and I, um, best friends, but not the kind that would talk all the time. And so he called me up and he said, hey, how you doing? And obviously he was trying to get to something and I couldn't figure out what. And he said, just tell me what you're doing. And he said, uh, I, I met this girl and now he's married. So I knew the girl was not for him because <laughs> uh, Tammy would not have been happy. Shout uh, out to Ben and Tammy. Whoop, whoop, Ben and Tammy. And uh, I, I knew Tammy would not have been happy, so I knew the girl was, uh, he was, uh, Ben was up to some shenanigans. And I said, no, thank you. No, 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 thank you. I don't. And he said, no, 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 you have to, you, you should meet her. You should really meet her. She's amazing. She's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm carpooling with her to school. She's in school with me. And I think you guys would just really hit it off. And I said, no, I'm all done with that mess. Thank you very much. No more, no more relationships for me. I am good. My dog Domino and I are as happy as we could be. Thank you. And we can, someday in the future, we'll go through some of the specifics of your previous relationship and how that ended. But it makes sense that you were very closed off to that. I was in seminary. I had been um, engaged. I had moved to Washington State, lived there three years and was engaged, had a very short engagement with a gentleman, and he broke off the engagement. And I was brokenhearted and moved back towards home, which at the time was Bowling Green, Kentucky, Uh for those of you geographically, it's 45 minutes north of Nashville. Is, so, it, is it still north of Nashville, even I if think, I'm not geographical? I don't I don't know. Some people aren't geographical. I was just putting, Does it move? But like everyone knows where Nashville is. I don't know. But people don't know where Bowling Green, Kentucky is. So now who's interrupting in the story? Me. Go you. You're like me. I learned it by watching you. Oh, stop it. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so I was in seminary and was in my second year of seminary and was with Ben in seminary and he and I both lived on in the West End short pump if you know Richmond area and he was the one that said hey let's just carpool together because we're already we're in every class together so let's just do that I said hey that's awesome I was trying to do three different jobs and go to school full-time so I was all about saving some money so he'd come pick me up and he would talk about his best friend and it didn't take very long in us riding in the car that he would talk a lot about his best friend and I was like, wow, I mean, I'm glad that he likes his best friend. But he was telling me this when you were just getting out of your marriage with your first wife. Um, and so I didn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I'm like, okay, great. I'm sorry for him. I'm sorry that he's coming out of a bad relationship. And he would say, well, you know, he's a pastor. Yeah, I'm in seminary to be a pastor. I don't want to marry a pastor. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, was always talking you up and talked about what an amazing guy you were. And that you and he were very similar, personality-wise. You would tell me stories about things y'all did. Actually, you and Ben met in seminary. Ben was in seminary in Texas before he transferred up to where I was going to seminary. And you had met him there we had met uh we had been just root just uh assigned together seminary housing and uh it was love at first sight he and i were oh i hope ben's gonna listen to this yeah because uh he was awesome and great and we um 
so the two distinctive features of our seminary apartment were the uh, lights, the Christmas lights that we strung and then connected to the clapper. If you're familiar, clap on, clap off, the clapper, you know. <clears throat> we connected them to the clapper so that... I know it, this was not back in the 80s. This was in the 2000... When were you in seminary? Uh, yeah, to like Doesn't, late 2000s, like two, 2005, five, six, something. Yeah. So uh, we... Connected them to the clapper so that anytime uh, there were loud noises in the apartment or gunfire or anything on TV, you'd have uh, you'd have the lights go off. Boys never watch things with gunfire or loud noises. So I'm sorry, I meant happen. the I meant the ballet. Anytime the ballet <laughs> yeah. would really hit a hit crescendo, the, yeah, yeah, uh, the, then uh, the lights would flicker. Yes, the lights would flicker. And the other thing that we had, we were in Fort Worth, and we oh, went to Billy Bob's, uh, which is a uh, like a store and like like a rodeo. Like there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of Texas crammed into <laughs> Billy Bob's. Like just imagine you're like, what's a what what place could I go? The that, quintessential Texas. Place. Yeah, what's a place that I could go that I could really feel like I'm in Texas? And um, you would, I'd say, well, that would be Billy Bob's. You'd be like, okay, so far so good. The name's helping me yeah, here. Yeah. And I don't think they do this anymore, but uh, we were able to purchase a uh, Saco del Toro. What is that? Well, that is the um, dried out scrotum of a bull. You did not think you were going to hear this in our Valentine's Day podcast, yeah. did you? Do you think you? this gets us on the explicit part? I think we're going to have to market We're going to have to do something. Hey, so. look, there is a Billy Bob's Texas. Did you think I was lying? No, no, no. Like I, you said you thought it was not even, didn't even know it was still open. It is. Iconic country music spots with bars is what it Yeah, says. yeah, yeah. So they do like a little rodeo there, but that's right. It's a music spot. You can tell how often I went to a concert there. But um, it, so they sold this uh, Saco del Toro. And it came with a little handle. They they leather had, handle that they they'd come a little leather handle, and it hooked. We hook we set it in the middle of the coffee table and put um, candy wrapped candy in it, so that you could just grab out your Reese's pieces that you wanted. So. Yes, you are hearing this correctly, folks. He had a bull scrotum sitting on his coffee table with Reese's peanut butter cups in it. They were and ra- they were wrapped. It's, it's not as bad as you're thinking. But it's still what you're thinking. <laughs> so, yes. So this is the, the decor of said Ben and Patrick's room. So now we've established Ben and Patrick have excellent taste. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ben and Patrick. So Ben um, says, you know, you really you need, you need to talk with her. And he just kept badgering me. And you were still in Georgia and I was I'm still in, in seminary at Richmond, Virginia. So And got I got a I gotta think. I got a smart idea. And I said, Okay, if I reach out and talk with her, will you drop it? You can never bring it up again. I don't want to hear her name ever again. Do you understand? He went, Yes, yes, of course. Whatever. And I went, You fool. You absolute <laughs> fool. Yes. I grew out my mustache so that I could turn it into a handlebar and twirl the ends. And the odds of our story are just getting better and better. Well, you know, like, I'm committed. So I, because what he had, what I had promised him is I would reach out. What I did not promise him is that I wouldn't intentionally sabotage the reaching out. Dun, dun, so, dun. Uh, old person alert. Wee you, wee you. I messaged Sarah. Through? On MySpace. MySpace. 
You guys remember MySpace? You're going to be in... Facebook. Actually, they were they coincided at the same they time did. frame. They did. I wasn't. I was. I knew MySpace better than I knew Facebook. Oh yeah. But MySpace was awesome because sure. you could put songs to your like whatever your song you're feeling at that time yes. and you could decorate it with colors. Now, I liked that. What I did not like were people who made it impenetrable to see their profile picture because there were people oh. who who put such weird colors you could like yeah. but I I did enjoy being able to hear personalized. It personalized and hear people's music. The other thing that was um, a lot more stressed than it should have been was the side if you're not familiar with MySpace, on the side there was a place to put your top 8 friends. And oh. you could rank them in order. So it became a real... I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it became a real thing about people, at least people I knew. It became a real thing about, hey, um, I'm not in your top eight You lowered spaces. me to nine. Yeah, you know, like... So what did I do to go to nine? Suddenly you're having a ranked competition of your friends, which... Well, number eight brought me a biscuit this morning from McDonald's <laughs> when they went to work, so... But you're married to number eight. Well... They didn't bring me a biscuit, so yes, MySpace was amazing at the time. Yes, and just like Facebook Messenger, you can send a message to a person. So I sent a message to Sarah, and I, you know how on a first date you hide all of your stuff and you don't show any of the crazy, and you just put your best foot forward. First impressions, yeah. I imagine, yeah. I guess if you want to call it first impressions, I mean, if people, well, we could we could see one another. Yes, we should. Talk about our profile pictures. Well, listen. Is that part of I'm, your buildup that you're getting there? It is not part of the buildup. I was trying to be more succinct so that you wouldn't get onto me. But if we need, <laughs> if you want me to embellish with details. Okay. Well, I think they need some de- details. I think because I, as a female, if a guy were to message me through MySpace, right? Which I had been messaged before by different people. Boo. But you would look at their Facebook. Profile. Nope, not Facebook. Sorry, sorry. Woo, man. MySpace. And I could see their picture. Patrick's picture, when it sends me the well, message. Pause. How many pictures total did I have on my... I think just one. Yes, there was one picture. One picture of Patrick with a light blue polo shirt and a gigantic green cowboy hat. And foam. I say... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's foam. Like a clown kind of cowboy. We're not, I mean... We're not talking like a tacky... Hat you no. would buy in Texas. We're talking like... Uh, Oversized, dramatic. It's probably three feet tall. Yeah. Like, I, well, I mean, it's with it, its... it's way too massive. Yeah. And that was the picture I had was me in a shirt with that cowboy hat on. That was the only picture yeah. on my MySpace. So this is the person I know is sending me a message. Now, I knew his name. I don't think we were MySpace friends. At that time, because uh, no. we wouldn't have had any reason to be so, even yeah. though Ben had talked a lot about each other. But I get a message from a dude named Patrick in Georgia. And the content of the message was not hiding and putting my best oh, foot forward. I wish we could pull it up and, and read the first message on the, here. That would be awesome. You remember I sent, I you pulled those off at one point and sent them to you as like an anniversary gift. And I saved them. Because I'm sure it I did. was an amazing gift. Anyway. Uh, I, the, the gist of it was instead of doing your best impression, here's what's going on and here's why you should like me. I did the exact opposite. I framed. Because remember, he just has to prove he can get one letter to me, introduce himself 
And he's never talking to me again because he has sworn off women. Loophole, baby. Whoop, whoop. So I can throw all of my crazy at her. And any normal person will go, okay, no thanks, that's enough of you. And so I talked about being in Georgia and being divorced. And I talked about all the reasons why this was not going to be a promising thing for anybody. I believe you even clearly said, I'm doing this to get Ben off my back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured I just, didn't want to do this, but I'm doing this so Ben would stop pestering me about you. So I figured leaning into that was also mm-hmm. a good move um, from all that I knew. So I did that, and I felt really, really proud of myself. I hit send, uh, whistled, and went on my merry way, and I honestly didn't think anything else about it. I have been warned that I'm going to possibly get a letter from said Patrick. And Tammy has said something to the point of, he's going through a rough divorce. Just humor him. Just read it. You'll be fine. I get said letter. And surprisingly, I was not appalled by the things that you said. Now, would I have wanted a flowery or, oh, your profile picture was gorgeous and I just was inspired to reach out and connect with you? I mean, sure, any girl would love those things. But... I actually welcomed the honesty and the truth. I had been in a relationship and realized that I had altered so much of myself to fit into the person that I thought that guy wanted. And then when he broke off the engagement, I realized I didn't, he didn't have me. He didn't know who I was. And I was bound to determine from that point forward, if I were to be in a relationship, they needed to know me so that if I could trust what they were going to say. I knew that they said someday that they loved me. It was truly for me. So your honest email didn't surprise me. And I was going to be nice. So I basically said, oh, really? That's your truth? Well, here's my truth, Bubba. And I laid it back out there and put another very honest email back. And these were long... Yeah. Messages, surprisingly. This makes me laugh because the two sentences you just, you just said in a row was were, well, I'm going to be nice. Period. Next sentence. Oh, yeah? Here you go, Bubba. Let me share some <laughs> truth with you. That was the nice thing <laughs> for me to do. The nice thing was for me to accept your crazy email yeah. and your truth yeah. and go and, and front it right back I to you. I see you. I, I hear, hear you. you. And I now converse back i was being nice and loving sort of and that email started it was like a week or two that we were so i was not expecting anything in response because who on earth would respond to the crazy that i put on paper you know the whole point was to get rid of you and you (laughs) responded i i remember opening my myspace and being genuinely surprised that there was a message. Not, I wasn't expecting a message from you, but I, I people didn't message me. I, you know, I don't chit chat. I don't. Sure. So who, who on earth could message me? And I clicked, and I saw it was from you, and I was genuinely confused. And so I clicked and saw that you had raised the stakes because you had said, "Oh, you think that's emotional baggage? You think that's stuff? Let me share with you some stuff." Is basically what you said. And the response in me, without me even realizing the response, the response in me, before I knew it, I had hit the reply button. And I could feel 
the response in me basically being, oh yeah, well I was holding back the first time. <laughs> you want the real crazy? I will unload some real crazy on you. It was it was as if you had offended my sensibilities <laughs> by not simply going away, but instead, no, I'm going to engage you. Here's the problems in my world. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. We're not talking about your problems. You need to be embarrassed and shocked by all the mess that I have. We basically did the opposite of what they've helped people do on their first couple of dates. Yes, and I... (laughs) We did the exact opposite. I describe it as emotional chicken, in that we kept trying to one-up each other of, oh, yeah, because your response was basically... Really? That's it? Okay. <laughs> I was holding back, too. Here's some more. <laughs> so, and we pause here. It's funny now, but in it was so welcome and refreshing at that moment because I had never had a conversation with someone that was so vulnerable and honest and real, even though we weren't sitting in front of one another, and you could you know, edit your words as you go. I'd never, and I, I'm the extrovert. Surprise, I mean, you, surprise. He's the introvert. Everyone's going to be shocked now. They're going to need to pause know, and go, wait a minute, Patrick's the introvert and Sarah's the extrovert. I didn't see that coming at I all. I didn't see that coming when you said it was just you and your dog and you were very happy to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> and you, for, at some point you need to describe what walking into my house in Georgia. Oh was yeah, like. we'll have, we'll spend a time. We'll spend a moment on that because that'll take some time. And then it'll explain the clapper and the lights being a big hit point in their house, the in their Sacco apartment. The de Toro was really... The, yeah, that, yeah, okay. You build the room around that. That's How the in the world point. do you build a room around a bull scrotum? Well, you... I think we found the podcast title. Um, <laughs> That's our intro! <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, you, you just use that as your inspiration. And you go, okay, where does this take us, really? But you were a pastor... I am in school to be a pastor. We have had multiple conversations with individuals for the first time. It's part of our ministry, and we've been in the ministry for a long time, both of us separately. But to have first come to a moment where the two of us could be fully real, I'd never had that. And so there's a part of me that, yeah, I'm sure was playing that emotional chicken. But there's also a part of me that was hungry. It was a sponge to water like it was just I wanted more of it and it started with you know one a day we would email back and forth yes you know you would get your and then you'd have time to respond you would respond and that would be all the communication well then it grew yeah well we would send that's a really good point about the sponge because my in my previous relationship I had not opened up I had remained guarded as had she, I believe. And so this was, in my efforts, the the irony and the God movement and all of it is the, I could not have done anything better to woo you yeah. than to be completely exactly. honest. And I really, if I would have just put the moves on you. No, I'd been like, please, dude. Yeah, this is sad. Why am I wasting my time on this? <laughs> yeah. But... Because I was so different and so vulnerable, yeah. um, it it drew me to you. It, my brokenness cried out for someone to see me, but also be willing to let me see them. I mean, not a... Yeah. I, and I'm not a... There are some people who are going to have listened to who maybe had long experience with dating. 
you yourself have dated many uh, women previously. But yeah, not anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I put a kibosh on that. <laughs> it's really been curtailed since we got married. I wonder if there's a coincidence with that. Oh, there is. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I laid down the hammer. But I didn't date. I can name two other people that I dated. One was in high school. And then when I was engaged to. Oh, I can name two other people. I but I mean, I'm like, you had multiple, long list. Oh, oh, only two other people. Got so it. because of my lack of track record, I was, I, I, we, we'll talk in future episodes some about self-esteem and thought process, but I had a horrible self-esteem. And so for someone to be honest, what, it just was amazing. And I counted down and I they people may even remember when you would refresh and refresh and refresh to see if something a message came or a comment came whatever I I remember sitting with my laptop in my apartment on the couch and it's well past I should go to bed but I knew that sometimes you didn't get chances to write until the evening and I would refresh 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 just hoping for the next email yeah we we talk about how very quickly we ran out of things to talk about that were bad in our world, but we... We didn't live traumatic lives. We were both very... Sheltered. Well, well sheltered. <laughs> we weren't drug addicts. We weren't, we weren't alcoholics. We didn't have major things, but... And then in fourth grade, that When I got out of was, prison, like... when I was in fourth grade, I did, you know, but... <laughs> Joey, he knows what he did. <laughs> but I... um we kept talking because we really enjoyed talking with each other and all written word all written we yeah. were not talking on the phone in fact we we ramped up to where it was multiple times a day that we were messaging and i was very very um the same as sarah I, very into it very excited would do the same thing of refresh. I, I remember being at the office because you would write during the day when you yeah. had breaks. And breaks from between classes. And so I would be at the office um, working with the biggest air quotes around working, trying to refresh, hoping that a new message was coming in. And we got to the point where I, I really, much to my surprise, wanted wanted more. And so I said in a message, sort of held my breath and sent this message asking if I could have your phone number and if I could talk to you on the phone and sent it and waited and waited. And then I finally got the reply and I opened the reply and you said, no, I think we need to wait a little bit longer. And it was <laughs> terrible. Wah, wah, it was wah, 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 wah. I was scared. I was very scared. The green hat intimidated you. No, it was not the green hat. It was not hat. the green hat. It was not the green hat. It was the how quickly I was connecting with you. It scared the you know what out of me. I don't I don't I don't know what. Yeah, the, the you know what? The you know oh oh that oh yes. it scared, scared it out of me. Yeah. I was very connected to you. And I was I was afraid. I was just was afraid of that we were moving too fast. And I had this preconceived notion because you'd been married before that maybe it wasn't something I was supposed to do. Maybe I shouldn't fall for someone who just got out of a relationship and damaged know. goods. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. So. so having emailed back and forth and I think it was 
less than two weeks that we were doing this before you asked for my phone number and I let you down very gently and said no. In a loving Christian way. In a lo- yes, as I would always. Correct. But I wrote another email following it, continuing our, our previous conversation. And your reaction to that was? It, I mean, I had, I had really, when you'd sent the thing saying no, I really thought that I had completely misread the situation. And I thought, oh, I am an idiot. Like this, this is it. This is why you just need to go on runs with your dog and not talk to women. Look how dumb you are. And you, you knew that we couldn't wait for, cause you know, you, you take turns, you yeah. write, then I write, then yeah. you write, then I write, yeah. but you had twice had the wherewithal to know you couldn't wait for me to write. Cause I don't know that I would have written back. Correct. And so you very quickly followed up with a, just because I'm not ready for that step doesn't mean that I don't want to keep talking. Yeah. And you kept talking and, and that saved the, that was a key moment of you saving the relationship. Cause I would have rode back in. Yeah, I would have. So I'm very thankful you did. Well, I'm thankful that you responded again because I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I've made an idiot of myself with this stranger. Well, and so before they think that I'm all high and noble, this was like two days later, your grandmother passed away. Yes. And you and obviously I hurt for you and we were talking and I... I can't converse quick enough in a letter that I have to send to you how much I hurt for you in losing a family member because you were also going to be doing the eulogy. Um, yeah, that was going to be your a, grandmother's. That was going to be a big deal. This is your dad's mom. Yes, my dad's mom. Um, and it was my last grandparent. Yeah. So I didn't want. So like two days later, I'm like, okay, here, here's my phone phone number. You can call me. I, I hate to do this over, you know, in email, basically. Yeah. Um, so, so you're with your family. Yeah. You travel because you were in Thompson, Georgia, and you traveled to LaGrange, Georgia, which was an hour and a half, uh, two what? hours. Yeah. I, I don't know. Two to three hours. It's a ways away. So you had traveled back to stay there with them, and you called me for the first time from your parents place yes <laughs> i am upstairs in the bedroom uh the, this house in lagrange i had never lived in on my own so it's sort of you know that weirdness of it's your parents house and so you're welcome there but it was never yours like so it's home. like a guest room that they kind of quote call yours yeah. and so i was in quote unquote my room uh and that's the first time that i called you and we talked I don't think it's in jack. We talked over two hours, I oh, think, yeah. easily over easily. the phone. What did you think the first time you heard my voice? I could... Did I sound what I, you thought? Was a higher pitch than you thought? <laughs> <laughs> Mutual, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That's our white Christmas reference. Uh, uh, no, I, I thought... Um, I was still so blown away that I was talking to you on the phone. Like, I, I don't, I don't have any recollection of the, you have of an expectation of you because you all of a sudden said, you know, I really, I am hurting for you so much and I can't talk to you as quickly as I want. And you, your, your world and your schedule now is so bananas. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to yeah. see you. I, 
I want I want to talk to you on the phone. And and I there was a little bit of whiplash of I had uh, sort of settled into sorry. Yeah. okay, I'm We're just doing the slider. We're going to go slow. And that's the last time that I thought that in our relationship uh, was... There's truth. Yeah. There's truth there. <laughs> we're going to go slow and... And go. now we're going fast. Okay. <laughs> Things have changed. Move, move, move. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, uh, what are we doing? Sorry, we're moving now. <laughs> You're still telling the first story? Come on, hurry up. <laughs> so it that was the moment where it was, oh, wow, okay. And, and it, for me, it was uh, every step along the way felt perfectly natural. And felt, not that I had been behind on anything, but picking it up didn't feel like the first time, it didn't feel like the first time we were talking through email. It didn't feel like the first time we were talking on the phone. Once I saw you, it didn't feel like the first time. That's really sweet, love. So when you heard me, what did you think for the first time? When I heard your voice... It was a deep, manly voice. And I, my dad used to say the words Twitterpated. I got all bubbly inside. And it sounds so cheesy. Sounds perfectly natural to me. (laughs) But I, I felt you sounded right. Your voice sounded right. It fit for me and it was comfortable and our conversation just continued and it was very it felt natural at that point to connect over the phone and then it was non-stop it was constant phone calls and t- we were huge texters i was a master texter and you we, now this is back when you still had the phones that the S, numbers were do 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 yes yeah seven yeah. four times or whatever I was a pretty fast texter. You had to catch oh up my to my gosh. texting. It forever. And I'm a wordy person, so anybody who's gotten texts from me knows I like to text and put lots of words places. And I texted back, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So this is was the beginning of our relationship. And I would say is the number one relationship that I have. This is my, you are my best friend. And I still want to text you and call you. And I love getting emails from you. And I love, I love being connected to you. So 100%. You are my best friend. And it is, uh, I was having phone issues for a while (laughs) and I was missing text messages. And so I changed your... On iPhones, you can change not only the sound, you can change the pattern of the way that your phone vibrates for different contexts. Okay. So I changed it to make it the loudest vibration. When you text me and my phone's on silent, it does that. It feels like my phone is having a conniption fit and uh, people go, "You do you need to? get that and i go yes i do thank you it's my wife (laughs) because i can i can always tell when it's your text message versus anybody else's and it is i've just kept it that way and it always makes me happy it just feels different so and from all of that early conversation from all of that stuff is what spawned 
um, our honesty policy, which we have named our podcast after. But it's not just a podcast. It is our life motto and basically our relationship motto. We have talked about how truth, even though it is hard, is always better between you and I than hiding the truth or lying. Um, And we have tried our hardest to keep that honesty policy. And so that phrase, honesty policy, we keep in our day to day. It is, we joke about it sometimes. So like one of us is making a very obvious, no, no, I really want to do that. Yeah. I'm like, oh. The other person. So that's what happens. One of us will, uh, will say, what, love, what, what did you think about dinner? Oh, I, I loved it. Dinner was good. Nice. Okay. And then the other person has a specific line that they have to say. A deadpan face. Yes. And we'll say, oh, well, okay. okay, so what's the date of today? Today's the, four, the fourth, right? Okay. The fourth? So this, we should be able to remember that. Four. Okay, there's four people in our family. This is the day that our honesty policy died. Okay. Wow. Okay. The fourth. And the other person automatically smiles. They know that they are... Seen. Seen. And yes. then we laugh about it and we move on. But honesty policy is a big thing for us. So generally, all we have to do is go, oh... What's today's date? And the other person goes, love. Okay, fine. Fine. No, I didn't like dinner. It wasn't very good. <laughs> it, 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 didn't, it didn't work for me there, you know. And so, but it, you know, when you really want to play it up, you go, no, no, no. It's okay. It's important. This is an important life lesson. We can tell the kids about it. Sometimes marriage changed. And sometimes the... love dies. Yes, and, yeah. you know, you just have to go with no! we, use, we use guilt a lot in our relationship, but. That's a healthy thing, I believe. <laughs> It, laughing about it, but it forces us to be honest. And it, yes. and we realize how much better things are when we're honest. And it's actually, you know, we're talking about our relationship. And I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who knows us that we are one another's best friends. And we enjoy being together. Our Sabbath days are both on Friday and we get to do things together on a Friday, which is a huge gift. But, you know, you made a comment. We were actually running errands on Friday, and you made a comment about relationships. And I want you to share that here because it's part of why we're having this conversation today on the honesty policy. It's about relationships, ours, and what you're going to mention. Well, we talked about friendships. We were talking about um, we were talking about games and playing. Yes, for those of you who don't know, we've also started a YouTube channel. I think we should talk about that in the, in the last section of thing, <laughs> the bee's knees section. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they don't so, know what the bee's knees yet. Don't. Okay. Spoiler ig- alert. Bee's ignore, knees is coming. But no, no. But you don't know what it means. So uh, ignore that. Time warp here. Okay. Now back to what we were originally talking about. Totally fine. They didn't notice They didn't thing. notice. Smooth. You know why? <laughs> we're professionals. <laughs> we do this for a living. Well, we don't get paid for it, but. We do other things for a living. We do other things for a living. Anyway, continue. Right. Whatever. <clears throat> so. Uh, we were having a conversation about video games and playing video games. And as old people, we talked about, oh, we could play, we could have people over and we could all play video games together, together. Yeah. the same video game. Yeah. And I said, well, sure, if you have the Nintendo system, the Switch, that's a possibility. But most of the console games for Xbox. Like Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah. They are single player. And in fact, they have multiplayer options, but the idea is everyone's in their own home separately and you link up and play online and i had said well you know the cynical answer is because they want to sell more consoles 
But the other answer is we are all disconnected and sometimes we don't have that many friends. And the friends we do have, we aren't close with. I mean, we, we have people that we play D&D with that are spread all over the country. Yeah. And so it's, it, is a, uh, it is a real issue of not only quantity of friends, but also connection and quality of friends as well. I mean, like, I mean on Facebook, it says that I have like 700-something friends. But when you're really talking about our relationship and the closeness and the, we talked about the sponge and how you, I was hungry for my conversation with you because it was honest. When I really look at the people who I consider friends, mm-hmm. I don't know how many really know me they know parts of me and part of that comes from the ministry that we're in and our jobs. But I was most forthcoming with you and it takes time to grow in those relationships where you and I moved pretty quickly. I don't have a ton of friends that I am really intimately close with. Now there are some I'm growing in that relationship that I hope continue to be lifelong friends. Right. But that whole idea of people with friends now, friendships seem such a different thing than when our parents had friends. My mom has friends that she's been friends with 20, 30, 40 years that she continues to be friends with. And I have very few that I've been friends with that long other than family. And then it makes me think about how relationships, like if they're even making consoles and games that don't if foster friendships in person with the understanding that all of us have friends that aren't living close by just the evolution of friendships in general. And well, and that's been a big, that's been a big thing people have seen coming. I mean, there was a book in the, it was either the eighties or nineties called bowling alone. And the idea of bowling was you would go bowl with friends or you would have Uh, bowling seventh grade bowling league champion here. I was in seventh grade bowling Leak. That's the end of the story. We'll save, but, we, yeah. We'll no. Oh, there's more. There's more. We'll save that story for another episode. Spoiler for another yeah. episode. But the book was called uh, Bowling Alone. And the idea of there was this coming crisis in the next 20 or 30 years where you were going to have a lack of friends and a lack of relational connections. And it's it has played out that way. I mean, there's book after book after book now that... Do they point. tie it all to because of how we've grown with all of our technology and social things, uh, social media things that are forcing separation? Like, they? how did they... You know, it's been a long time since I've looked at that book. I don't think that was the big emphasis. I think the emphasis was more on the growing affluence and how neighborhoods yeah. and family patterns were moving and spreading apart. Even then, you didn't live with multiple generations. Yeah, you were sense. separated out. And even then, you were noticing jobs were moving families. I mean... Yeah. Why are we in Maryland? Right. You we have know. family in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Georgia. Yeah. And Virginia. And Virginia. Yeah. And North Carolina. And North Carolina. So, we yes. Have, so, but but it that was what that was talking about. There's there's a lot more updated resources and books now. Um, I, can't, I can't think of any just off the top of my head of looking at all of the reasons why we just don't. You know, one of the big ones is time. It takes yeah. time to make friends. You aren't just going to open yourself up to somebody. If I don't know they're 
they're not going to stay. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. talk all the time about safe people. Who, yeah. are, who are your safe yeah. people that you know, no matter what mess you show them, they will show up for you. And that is a small number of people. And it is hard to introduce people into that circle because somebody's got to take the risk and show their stuff. Yeah. And when we don't spend any time and the only time we can get together is we carve out an hour and a half yeah. once a month. That's hard. If yeah. that, you can't, you just can't do it. So the intentionality of building friendships, it takes that, I think it takes that intentionality, but I also think it takes the actual physical time. And so many of us are, you know, I heard somebody talk about uh, when you say that um, you don't have time for something, what you're just saying is I don't value this thing. Mm, that's and that, true. that's the truth of it is, you know, we make time to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we, we value that. We make time for other things that are important and we make the time for the things that are urgent. But, you know, I, I'm choosing that this is not a priority for me. And... And maybe rightly so. I mean, maybe right now the focus has to be on X, Y, and Z. And those are those can all be important, valid things. That's the thing. It's, the difficult part of adulthood is that there are multiple good things. It's not that it's all bad options and the one good option and I'm just not choosing the good option. Yeah. There are multiple good things and you can't choose them all. So what do you do? Does it make you... You know, when we talk about friendship stuff, it makes me want to text certain people and start cultivating some of that yes i yeah. mean there are people that either you're newer on our horizon and we've are just beginning a friendship but i like everything that we've engaged with so far yes and i want more of that you know who you are you know who you are we may just stop in and have you do something but stop into your house and say hello <laughs> but why are the Devanes here? <laughs> we want did, to be those people, though, that you, just stop in and hang out. Did you listen to their latest podcast? <laughs> They're going to be talking about it. I need to clean my house. They might be showing up. <laughs> <laughs> but also, there are people that have been friends for years that I don't want to lose. I want us yeah. to continue. Even though distance makes things harder, Yeah, I don't. I want them to feel a priority. Friendships, I mean, we were, I was just talking with the children in Sunday school this morning about... Jesus and his followers, his, we were doing this lesson about listening and following Jesus and his followers. He had this group of close people and we've been watching the chosen with the kids. We're in season two for any of those. This is a tag for anybody who's not seen the chosen. Patrick and I are ministers. Yes, we love the Lord and most Christian movie things we have not been sold on, but the chosen is well done. And it, is really good conversation with our kids and what they ask and what they perceive. And though it's well done, but yeah. I watch in the episodes, they are cultivating this relationship between Jesus and his disciples and that friendship thing. It's like the cheer song. You want to go there. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. Like we want to be known and seen. Yeah. You saw me connected yeah. with me, gave me a space to be me and I blossomed under that, and I love you for that. And it was the same for you. Yes. And then we need that in our friendships. 100%. And so. We want to hear from you. Yeah. What uh, What do you do to maintain friendships? What do you wish you did more? And what are we missing in this conversation about friendships? 
we want to go deeper. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Also, we want to hear what you want to hear. Oh, we would love the, that. Yeah, of the tens of people. So <laughs> form right. a form we, a single file line, please. <laughs> single file. We can line. say tens. There's tens of people. When when we announce Devane Con next year, <laughs> uh, that would be. Awesome. In our living room. It'd be so overwhelming for you because you don't <laughs> do crowds. True. And I'd be like, yay, all the people. Oh, I'm not going. Oh, you, you, it's a domain con. You have to go to our own conference. I'll zoom in. Uh, but uh, Typical. Like, Typical. <laughs> Where is he? Why is he in bed? He's an what? introvert hiding up in our closet. <laughs> but we want to hear from you. Is there something that you want us to talk about? We would love to do that. Yes. So now... For the debut of something um. you've never heard of before <laughs> at all, we are calling it... Actually, if you have a better name, you can let us know. But I, we, no, I don't we, think there's going to be a better name than this. You think this is it? I think this is it. Okay, we, we're locked in. Never mind. Don't keep your ideas to yourself then. <laughs> so, we want to end, wrap up every podcast with the bee's knees. No, wait. Do bees have knees, Sarah? <laughs> no. I... I don't. I don't know if they have. <laughs> I'm not science biology. I. I don't know what it's meant to be. Yeah. Is what is something that is you're fascinated with, obsessed with, happy with? What's making you smile? What are you into right now? And what's something that I am into right now? And we share that with you guys because I love hearing. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with blah 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 blah. It's one a chance to get to know the other person, but two, it also opens us up to new things. So we're each going to try to share one or two bees knees at the end of every podcast. Yes, one hundred percent. You want to go first? Yes. What's your one or first bees knees? My first bees knees. We're gonna beanie. 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 Bees. We're just gonna go with bees knees, and we're just gonna even in plural. Both of us are sharing one, so we're already gonna be plural. We're already gonna be plural because it's. Two. Okay, I'm not a big fan of this already. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to workshop this a little more. It, the beanie. beanie. <laughs> My singular. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hilarious. My singular beanie. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love you. It's so good. Sorry, continue. <clears throat> my singular beanie. <laughs> you can't. Yes, I can't. I just say bees knees. I do not. It, okay. I'm, Whatever. It's going to hey. be a thing. I'm making okay. it work. We're getting it too. Is uh, the autobiography of the U2 lead singer Bono called Surrender oh. that I just bought. And uh, it is. What'd you get it for, love? Uh, we had a family Valentine's Day. And because we, this is the Devanes, our family Valentine's Day was to go to the bookstore, bookstore. <laughs> Books a Million, and all of us buy books. We so, gave the kids some money and said they could buy whatever they want. That's right. So I was eyeballing this book. And uh, it is an autobiography of Bono, lead singer of U2. It, it looks like it's framed in the different chapters are framed by songs that he's written and that they tell a story. Bono is a Christian and uh, an excellent writer. I don't know why that surprised me, but um, he's an excellent writer in the part that I've read so far. And I am really... I was never a U2 guy. I mean, they're fine. Like, yeah, a couple of their smashes. Yeah, great. you know, like they're U2 people. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so... You know, and and you just don't want to. I mean, they, you you're gonna engage them. You just get the fire hose of all you two all the time. Right. And I was like, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're great. I yeah, like I like them. several of their yeah. songs, but I've so far really enjoyed it. Really insightful. Really interesting. And uh, I appreciate it a lot. So, Surrender mm. by Bono. So that's your B knee. Yeah. 
my or beanie. Bees, or, or bees knees. And, uh, your, and yours? Well, one of mine, I have more than one this week. Okay. But my one of ours is we, I read an article and then I had two other places that it popped up in my world about the importance of drinking cherry juice at nighttime, like a nightcap, to help with sleep. And then I had read that if you also included, there is a prebiotic soda, stick with me here, that is in different flavors. And if you put the two of them together and make like a, a nightcap, a fun little cocktail to go to bed, that you will sleep better. And I at first thought this was mumbo jumbo. Right. And then I saw it, someone that I followed on Instagram was randomly showing the night thing that they do. And then I, Facebook sent an article to me. Now I know Facebook can send you articles. I don't mean, but like it was one that was in the news that talked about cherry juice was a good for melatonin. What's the thing that helps you? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, we thought, okay, I thought I'll try it. I don't sleep badly, but I still am like an old lady and I get up a couple times a night just getting repositioned or going to the bathroom or whatever. And we tried, it's tart cherry juice and then we mix it with ice and one of these prebiotic sodas. So it is not just straight tart cherry no. juice. We, we've tried that too. And that was, that's, that's, that'll put hair on your toes. But, yeah. and you'll be staying awake. But we mix the two and the, the flavor that we like the most, there's a, a brand called Poppy that does prebiotic sodas, like sparkling soda. And they make a cherry limeade. So we mix the cherry limeade with ice and this cherry juice. And Patrick and I have done it and we have both realized how deeply we sleep you, I mean, that's honest yeah. Like, yeah. even the kids our kids don't like sodas don't like bubbly drinks but they'll drink a little bit of it and they've slept better and on the nights that we've forgotten to do so i don't sleep as solidly as weird as that is so i'm yeah. really into tart cherry juice with a prebiotic soda and yes i'm 94 <laughs> So it helps me take my pills, <laughs> and I sleep real well. <laughs> That's right. so. I can I can be awake from my stories then. <laughs> so that's one of the things is bees knees for me. Um, do you have another one, or do you want me to share my other one? Uh, share share your other one, and we'll see if it's the one I was thinking. But then, okay. So one of the things that I am absolutely lo- loving is and this is going to sound really weird. Erasable pens. <laughs> that was not what I was Era- Erasable ink pens. Um, Patrick mentioned just for a second that we play some D&D. And I am, I would say I'm new to the D&D world. I don't know how many of our D&D friends listen to this podcast or will listen to this podcast. But I am still very nervous when I play. So I'm a note taker as in, where I should just pause and listen to you build the story because Patrick is the dungeon master and I should listen to you build the story and just take in the whole thing and see how I would react. I panic and I make colored notes and I do all the things. But if I'm, because we're talking fast, I can erase the pen and it just brings me solace. And I know that even if my notes aren't fully accurate and they're a mess, I feel it, it takes away that panic so that I am calmer in the story because I can I don't have to hold all that information. And you do that a lot for me. You've always taught me that I don't need to hold all the information in my head. I can make notes and then I can let my brain rest on whatever yeah. that is. And as minor of a thing for our D and D time once a week, 
I even have taken the, I bought another pack of the erasable pens and I keep on taking them out and then taking them to work with me. And I'm like, I just need to buy some for work because I, when you're using a regular pen, you have to scratch it out. You can't change your thought. And I love that they are really nice pens that they erase. So random. So our, the one I was thinking of, you were going to share, I'll share. It is our collective bee's knees. And that is Devane Games. Games. Mm -hmm. So Devane Games is our YouTube channel. We, uh, this podcast and our YouTube channel, this podcast, Honesty Policy, and our YouTube channel, Devane Games, both came about around the same time. Mm-hmm. We had been talking about both of these for a long, long time, but it had never pulled the trigger. I mean, like over a year. And yeah. Sarah finally looked at me <clears throat> and said, it makes me really, it makes, you it makes me choke it up when up the I emotion. think about it, uh, and said, why do we keep talking about things and never doing them? I'm tired of that. I mean, I, I, we've talked to other couples that have like a million dollar ideas that you don't ever do anything about. And then it passes you up and then someone else yeah. gets that idea. We wanted chances to do things together Yep. that we could share with our friends and with our people. But just fun, fun things fun. that aren't having anything to do with our jobs or with our to-do lists or with finances or whatever. Just having fun. And so we started Devane Games. Um Right now, Devane Games is primarily watching Sarah, or videotaping Sarah, a non-gamer. Do you still say videotaping if you're not actually using a videotape? When you're a thousand years old like I am, you do. I still say it too. Okay. So, So we are recording. That's That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yes. Okay. We're recording Sarah uh, play, and so we're... You get the game and you get Sarah inlaid on top. So you see her reactions and hear her reactions as she is playing this game. And it is so good, friends. Um, so we're still figuring it out. You know, we can... We'll have a newer one one or two up this week, hopefully. But Hopefully. But we can uh, we could even talk at some point about the process yeah, of that yeah. and what that looks like. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. So yes. That... I'm not a gamer, which you'll find very quickly if you watch one of our shows. But Yes. Um, it's fun doing these things together. And so that is a wonderful bee's knees. We would love to hear from you guys and what's your bee knee or your bee's knees for this week. What, just something one, that, one singular bee knee, please. Oh, goodness. No, we're just going to go bee's knees. That's what we're going to stick with. Well, that's what you keep saying, but I keep doing it otherwise. <laughs> I think we should do bee's knees. But anyway, okay. I think you all should share with us what something that you're loving. Is there an app that you can't get enough of? Is there a book that you're reading? Is TV there, show. Random pins that I need to pick up. Is there a website that you found really helpful in your world right now? Is whatever it is, what's bringing you joy this week? We'd love to hear about it. So thanks for joining us at Honesty Policy. We hope you've enjoyed our story and our discussion about friendships. We can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Bye.